Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the art studio. I am your host, Dan Burke. I hope all of you are having a great day in your art studio, and I hope the art is coming out well. It is May 21st, pardon me, it is May 25th, 2017. I've been gone for quite a period of time, doing my thing, uh, which is probably not of any great interest to people, but I will touch on it. And I've got a couple things to talk about tonight that may be of interest. But first I want to talk about my favorite cartoonist, Will Elder. His real name was Wolf something something. <laughs> I can't think of his, his real name is really crazy. I should be better prepared, huh? But I was, anyway, you know him as the Mad Magazine artist who also did Little Annie Fanny with Harvey Kurtzman. Will Elder is such a fantastic cartoonist. I first discovered him when I was really, really young. And what's so weird about his art and his those comics, those particular Mad Magazine comics that Will Elder did uh, somewhere in, within the first you know 25 issues of Mad Magazine, the original run there, I was very young when I was first introduced to those comics. I found them in the little paperback reprints uh, that my brothers had bought of these books. And I was just, just love them, how funny they were. I remember reading Man Duck and Howdy Doody and uh, the spoof to Dragnet and just absolutely loving the cartooning and reading them over and over again. And now, as an old person... I find them just as entrancing, if not more. So in other words, I have changed little since I was about 10 years old. I, uh, I just find those comics absolutely the best comics ever done. Now I know there's all sorts of different people out there, from Bernie Wrightson to Steranko to Jack Kirby, that have different kinds of technical expertise and styles and sensitivities and you know the, the whole thing so it's subjective as to what's the best but it's for me you know I get to choose for myself obviously I love Kirby's work love many other people's work but these particular cartoons drawn by Will Elder form the basis for me of everything else it's kind of strange but you know I've been at this weird crossroads now in my life where, you know, I've made so many books, so many comics, so many, that I'm a little tired, to be honest, you know, but I'm, but I'm also like, 
what am I trying to prove and who am I trying to prove it to? I suppose it would be different if they, again, were a big economic success, with the, which they're not. So I'm pretty much just drawing the comics for myself. And that being said, it's always been that way. I've always been doing them essentially for myself. So I, I've gotten my satisfaction from it, I guess. It's kind of like other things in my life I'd have phases and involvements in. Now, this is much more than a phase, my love of art, obviously. I've been doing it since I was a tiny kid. Just going, 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 and I just love it. And left to my own devices, I love cartooning. I just had my birthday, and I had the day set up so I could have it to myself. I was with my daughter, you know, got to hang out and watch a movie together and other things. Uh, but essentially, it was like, Dan, you can do anything you want to do today. What do you want to do? So I spent the day drawing, and I spent the day cartooning. Isn't that wild? Of all the things I could do, I could go to the movies, I could go out to dinner. I c There's all these crazy and, of course, wonderful things you can do in this world. And I choose to draw cartoons. I really like drawing cartoons. For anybody that follows me, I do a lot of serious uh, type cartooning. Now, not serious, but I'd call it more the photorealistic type stuff. Uh, that I've made a good living at, at doing, which I also call just regular professional illustration. It's just the same techniques, just a different kind of style you draw in. But cartooning itself is kind of like a caricature of life. And I love cartooning. I've always loved it. And strangely enough, I have essentially like the same cartooning style since around 18, 20 years old. It's gotten more refined, obviously. I draw better, but the same kind of style is there, the same kind of thing. Anyway, on my birthday, then I drew cartoons. <laughs> now you really know who I am. When you leave a man alone with his own devices, what does he do when he's alone? That tells you everything about him. Another topic, which I won't stay too long on, which I'm sure everybody's tired of, is the crazy presidency of Donald Trump. It's really quite a, quite a thing to live through it. And I think that the republic will endure, but I think there's going to be some damage done. And I'm really disgusted by the bipartisanship between both parties, who I consider, like if they were a bird, they'd be th the Democrats and Republicans are each a wing on the same bird. The corporate oligarchy has taken control of the country, taken control of the government anyway, and they're really not passing agendas to help people, regular people. They're really passing agendas just to help rich people. And, you know, there's some difference, some between Republicans and Democrats, but when you come down to it, it's just the same darn thing. Barack Obama's presidency was a great disappointment to me because he really just kept the corporate oligarchy going. Donald Trump is just a fool. He's a dummy. He's a spoiled rich kid, a case of crazy arrested development who's always gotten his way and has always dodged consequences. I think what's going to happen to Donald Trump is as predicted by his uh, the author of Art of the Deal, the guy who actually wrote it, that Donald Trump will resign in victory. <laughs> he, 
He will find a way to escape because he can't stay and deal with the problems and the nonsense. Now, who knows? The office itself is quite an aphrodisiac. The power, everybody kissing your ass all day. It's going to be hard for Donald Trump to walk away from that because he is the ultimate narcissist. So, you know, he's going to do a lot of damage. I think the republic will endure. uh, And I think Donald Trump will eventually resign because he seems to run away from these situations. Once he makes them bad enough, he escapes. But we'll see. He usually bankrupts those things that he escapes from. He moves on after, you know, fleecing everybody out of their money and bankrupting. Well, right now he's in the fleecing people out of their money stage. He's making deals and connections for his businesses all over the world that will endure well past his death. And his kids and everybody else are are just as greasy and weaselly as he is, as far as I'm concerned. I can't stand any of them. Anyway, that's my two cents on politics and the Donald Trump presidency, which is a complete disaster. (laughs) Where have I been? What have I been doing? Well, you know, uh, I'm going to answer that very quickly. I've been playing video games and drawing, working on my new website, which is called SuperheroFamilyArt.com. And I drew something like 50-some new drawings, all poster size for that website, for a specific kind of market, for a specific kind of thing. Basically offering people posters as superheroes. They, they are pictured in them, so to speak. So that's what, that's what the offer is. We'll see if this makes any difference uh, or, you know, amounts to some kind of sales that we can uh, talk about. Over the last two years, a fantastic and depressing shift has occurred. I went from making a good living in art and selling a lot of books every year to not. Over the last two years, it's diminished, diminished, diminished until now it's almost nothing. I don't know what the difference is. I don't know why people don't go to my website and continue to order art. I don't know why people don't go to Amazon, which is where my books are, and buy books. In the old days, we would sell sometimes hundreds of books a month. And the old days were not that long ago. So I'm not really sure what the shift is. Uh, Where's the market gone? What do people do? What has changed? It's hard to really understand. I mean, what sort of advertising could I engage in that might change it? All these are rhetorical questions. You don't have to write to me and give me advice. It's something I've put a lot of time, effort, and thought into. And I don't know if just the Google searches have changed, if people just go to Amazon now to shop principally and don't go to websites. Combination of many things. But there's definitely been a shift in the last two years of how things have gone for me personally. And it's kind of weird because I've got you know d- different things going. You'd think one of them would... Uh, continue to keep going, but they don't. Statistically, I'm selling less, but I thought there'd be an interesting thing to say. The digital Kindle books have continued to increase in sales. So more people buy Kindle and digital than ever before. So that's something to think about. Definitely the digital thing is still continuing to gain ground I guess this is people become more comfortable with digital devices or own more digital devices or whatever's going on. That's still definitely happening. Happening. (laughs) Spit it out, man. So I'm trying to think, you know, what do I want to do next? I'm not sure. 
That's a conundrum. I know that what I have to do, like everybody else, I have to earn a living and, and feed myself and stay alive. So, you know, I could well be flipping burgers uh, over at Burger King or selling games at GameStop. I don't know what's going to happen because I'm not trained to do very much beyond what it is that I do. And that's a pretty scary prospect for the future. It really is. It kind of freaks me out, really. But I've lived this long. I've gone through so much crap and done so many things. My level of being freaked out is only uh, to a certain point, I guess. <laughs> That's how jaded I am. Even under dire circumstances, I'm still not that quite freaked out. Even though I think intellectually I should be. You know, the future, we need hope for the future. We need hope. You know, I built this new website. I have this new thing going on. So I'm still trying. You know, I'm still throwing lines into the ocean hoping I catch some fish. I'm still out there throwing nets in the ocean hoping that I net some fish, you know, hoping that I make something happen. So I haven't given up trying by any means, but I'm not really sure what it is I want to do next as far as personal fulfillment projects or, you know, projects that could potentially make money. I guess that's the two different ones that I sort of consider like everybody else. Beyond that, I don't have any plans or anything else. In other words, beyond considering those things, I don't have any plans. I don't have any plans for those things, but I think I need some. Personally, I've been reading a lot of books. I've been playing video games, as I said, and years ago, I just had a big disconnect with video games. I couldn't sort of emotionally attach to them and get into it. But I have to say, I've played a bunch of video games now over the last few months, that have really been fun. It's like going into a book or into a movie and being an active participant inside of it. Now, I've talked about this in previous shows. You've heard it all. But it really is like that. It's a lot of fun to do that. I've been playing a particularly awesome game called The Witcher 3. The Witcher 3 is a role-playing game where you're a witcher, which is sort of like a sword-wielding guy, who goes around and kills monsters. And it's really well done and really fun to play. And what's really amazing about it is how deep the game is. Uh, Different places to explore, things to do, treasures to find. It goes on and on. Now, that doesn't make it a good game, the fact that it goes on and on. That's just one of the features of it. The art and so on in the game is absolutely beautiful. Just great, great stuff. And the story, there's so much care taken in every single part of this game. The music, the voice acting. I can't say enough good things about this game. Is it perfect? No. Like many things, it's not perfect. And I have to say, without using online walkthroughs and YouTube video walkthroughs, I'd have a hard time getting through certain parts of the game because you just don't know what the hell to do next or where to go like so many games. And I wish games were more intuitive, including this one, about where to go and what to do. At least have a decent working GPS map that brings you to the right place. That being said, this is an awesome, terrific game, and I got really sucked in and played this thing and really loved it. So 
As far as games go, I really couldn't recommend this one enough. I'm toying around with the idea of doing a book. You know, another book for myself, obviously, because I'm the one who uh, will draw it, write it, and then publish it, and then be the one who reads it. Because seriously, no one's interested in my work. You know, I, I know I send out copies to people and things, and I think that one or two people actually read the books. But beyond that, I don't think people have time or the interest because it's my thing. It's too bad there's not a club called People Who Like Goofy Funny Cartoons because I would like to be in that club and then we could all share our goofy funny cartoons. But perhaps, perhaps even that wouldn't work because our tastes would be so dr dramatically different. Some things that people pass off as cartoons are often, to me, not as refined, let's say, as they, I think they should be. I don't mind simple work, but at least should be funny something. And I have a, one of my usual harps to harp on, different subject. You know, I saw, I don't even I should name this guy's name, but two years ago a guy did a Kickstarter for $100,000. And he talked about how passionate he was with the project and the whole thing. And really did a great sell with like 15 pieces of art he created showing what this project is going to be. And, you know, he does the whole nice guy routine, the whole thing, like they all do. And he really raised a ton of money. Well, he promised to have the whole thing done in a year, which is a reasonable amount of time to do a project. You know, 50 pages, whatever it could be. And now, two years on, he's still not even close on the project. And sort of, for a long time, for many months, ignored the people who had backed this project and then finally answered them hey still working on it you know life got in the way no shit Sherlock life always gets in the way for every single human being on earth life gets in the way but you know when you make a contract and agreement with people to follow through on something and then you basically just screw them all over boy that really chaps my ass I've been the victim of many con game kickstarters I've got a lot of money out there I'm never going to see, never going to see anything from those Kickstarters, because that's just the way it is. You take a risk. I get it, but I think some people enter into it with a lot of false promises that they never intend to keep. Anyway, this guy, who is different than the last guy I told you guys about a few months ago, this guy is a, an especially egregious case. This guy took a hundred over a hundred thousand dollars from people for a little crummy comic book, which hats off to him for getting the people to give him money for that, and then basically snubbed his nose at everybody and hasn't produced the damn thing. I'm blown away and shocked that he that he you know breaks the goodwill and destroys the goodwill he has with his audience. You know, does he launch another Kickstarter and people are dumb enough to give him money again so he can not get it done? kind of flabbergasts me on many levels. Uh, I think people are just tricked, though. I don't think people are that dumb. I think they're just tricked. The way we were tricked you know, with Donald Trump. You know, I'm here for the little guy. He's not here for the little guy. I'm going to drain the swamp. He's not going to drain the swamp. And so on and so forth. People say the right things. They present the right things. But then they don't have any follow-through or do it. And, you know, that's such a it's such a nasty thing to do because on a one-to-one -one basis, people back your project and they're really pulling for you to get it done, to make it happen. They're trying to help. 
and then you turn out to be a con man or just a person who is so disorganized that you suck at doing a project. And believe me, if you paid me $100,000, I could produce a comic book in about a month. But see, quickness is not the thing. It might be a crappy comic book. How about you take six months, Dan, and make a good one? Okay, how about that? I just couldn't imagine screwing over a, a bunch of people like that. Just, And here's the thing. I suppose the other thing that, you know, Dan has his axe to grind is when I brought my projects to Kickstarter, I brought completed projects to Kickstarter, projects that were ready to ship, done, in the bag, and they didn't go anywhere, didn't have any success, but that's okay. But, you know, people bring projects to Kickstarter that I might someday, what if, down the road I'm going to get this done in a couple months, I'll ship and deliver. And they never, ever follow through because it's a someday-if proposition. And I have brought these completed projects there. So I feel like, you know, uh, the penguin when I go drat, you know, that Batman has, has nabbed me again. Uh, and I don't mind admitting those petty feelings because I always feel like I should learn from these experiences and try to get better. So it's like, how can I do a better Kickstarter that, you know, will work for people? Besides promising something that, you know, someday, if I might deliver, maybe I'm just creating the wrong projects. Who knows? But I can let all that slide. It really is not that big a deal at this time. But I still watch people in their Kickstarters, and I'm still amazed at how they just burn their audience. People do it over and over again, and then they just go on like nothing's happened after they've ripped everybody off. It is really really mind-blowing well I'm heading into the summer of 2017 a lot of great movies a lot of good things to look forward to I'm experiencing a round of good health which is nice it's good to feel good and uh, I feel very blessed that that's happening and I hope good things are happening for all of you out there that are listening to this you know I know we all fall upon hard times it's inevitable, it's a part of life, and it's something we all have to endure. But I hope that your hard times are not too hard on you as things go forward. And I wish that for myself as well, I can assure you of that. It's getting really hot here in Oregon where I live. It's going to be a, a hot summer, which is nice, because it was a long and cold winter. It really was. I've got some art in the boards here that I'm drawing. It's coming together pretty well. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, still doing some posters for the new website, so that's what the art is. And uh, I'm still trying to refine my style in little ways if I can. Still don't love the way I draw hair and do some other things. And uh, I really should invest the time to improve those things, I think. But inevitably, I'm sort of stuck with the ultimate question, like... Okay, you can do anything you want to do. What do you want to do? You know what I mean? In your free time when you're not working, paying the bills, what do you want to spend your time doing? And, you know, I feel just as satisfied reading a book as I do drawing a book. And that didn't used to be the case. I used to get more fun out of creating than I did just passively reading or watching TV or something. But as I've gotten older, I've slowed down and I'm kicking back and enjoying the roses. And I've read some good books and I've seen some good movies lately and I'm liking it. So I guess, you know, you know, for better or for worse, I'm probably just slowing down. And that's okay. 
But I am drawing every day, and I'm keeping at it, and that's good. And I still have that book, anybody's heard me mention it, that I've been drawing on now for over a year. And gosh, I must be on page like 20, 22, so I'm somewhere in there on it. So eventually I'm going to wrap up that book. I draw a little bit on it occasionally here and there. And eventually that thing will finish. It's no great shakes, not a big deal. But uh, I am trying to chip away and finish it. But I have to say, the fact that I'm not selling books, I sold like three books this month out of like the 80-some books I have for sale, is a real disincentive to get the book done. It's like, okay, make the book, I print it, I put it out there, but just sits there. Like, what's my true incentive to do it? Because, you know, I don't have to do it for myself. I already know I can draw books and create things. And having done it, I've gotten out of my system, as I said earlier in the show. So, you know, I just don't feel compelled to repeat it unless there's some economic reason, I suppose. And I remember being critical of Harvey Kurtzman. Harvey Kurtzman didn't create in his career unless he was paid. He didn't make amazing posters and do super cool things while he was at the height of his power unless he was paid, literally, by some magazine or someone to do it. So there was months and years and years went by where he didn't create at all, when he well could have, when he was healthy enough and young enough where he could have done many, many, many pages like Will Eisner. Harvey Kurtzman could have turned out tons of work over the 20 years he was like idle or just sort of did little Annie Fanny, you know, four pages every, you know, twice a year or something. His output could have been completely different, but because he wasn't paid, he didn't produce. And damn, if I'm not in that same position right now. I don't feel like unless I'm paid, I should be sitting down and drawing. I feel like maybe I should be doing something else. And, uh, boy, that's a crazy bridge to cross because it shows, even in the, you know, the five, six years I've been doing this show, how an evolution occurs for me. And, you know, we don't actually change that much. We think we change, but we really don't. And I'm sure I'm just making a little tiny .001 change, but I really feel different about it you know and yet i know i'm in my last you know maybe five ten years you know maybe more maybe less of being really able to be creative on this level i don't know what i should do i tried my hand at this poster a couple weeks back and the layout from the rough was really good but when i went and executed the thing it, it was really terrible and it really showed me that I can still make really crappy work. <laughs> so it always doesn't come out perfect the first time. You have to endure past your failures. That's something that you have to be able to do. And I do do that. I, I looked at it and I said, this is what's got to be fixed or redone. And I haven't gone back to that project yet. But, you know, I, I wasn't blown out of the water by the darn thing. But I definitely looked at it and said, man, this is... This is some real crap. <laughs> that was a funny revelation because that doesn't happen very often anymore. Usually I try to produce very professional work as best I can. And this, uh, this was just something I did, you know, and it didn't come out too well. Just something I did. Maybe more planning is the idea. Well, guys and girls, I hope you're having great times in your art studio. Keep going. Keep creating. Don't let anything slow you down from doing your thing and having your time, and having your fun, whatever that means for you, definitely do it, because uh, time is short, and you have to make the very best of it. 
So have a great day in your art studios, and I'll be back again. And we will chat about art, comics, creating, and everything in between. Bye-bye. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.